What's up, everybody? Welcome back to In My Non-Expert Opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Reif, and if you're a first-time listener, this podcast covers manifestation, lifestyle, travel, and entrepreneurship. Today's episode covers, I would say, the manifestation and lifestyle category as I talk about dating with one of my really good friends, Marley. So Marley was on the podcast on episodes 63 and 64. We did a two-parter, so it's no surprise that this episode actually ended up being a two-parter. However, it's a bit different in that the first part is going to be on Marley's podcast, and the second part is on my podcast, and then we're going to have a bonus where her boyfriend came on and someone that I'm seeing contributed to the podcast as well to give a male perspective. So again, a little bit different than the usual format, but we basically told her story about manifesting a partner and then my story about manifesting romance. So it was important that we got both sides in and then one is for her podcast, one is for mine. So if you do want to hear both sides, you do have to listen to both. So check her podcast out. It's called Rose Radio and they will be going live on the same day. So you can definitely listen to part one and part two and then stay tuned for the guy's perspective. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let everyone know that there are only two spots left in my course from Chaos to Confidence, which starts next week. So we kick off on Wednesday evening if you're in the US or Thursday morning if you're in Australia. And it's not too late to join, but I am going to close registration after the two spots are filled. I'm intentionally leaving this group very small. I want us to work together almost as a cohort where everyone does the same exact material and we're going through the same thing each week. And then at the end, everyone completes it together. But I don't want anyone to think that after the course, they're just kicked out. You actually get lifetime access to the course. So if I ever add anything, you will still have access at no extra charge. You can still be part of the members only Facebook group and still contribute and ask questions in there. And there are replays available for all the calls in case you miss them and you can't make them. They're going to be recorded every week. So if you're on the fence, DM me at Chelsea Rife and let's chat to see if you're a fit. And if you need more info, I can definitely outline what you can expect. But basically, it's going to be six weeks of absolute transformation using mindset and manifestation techniques that I have learned myself from years and years and years, probably at this point now, five years of experience reading books, podcasts, documentaries, therapy, coaches, healers, you name it, I've done it. And I basically am condensing all my knowledge down into six weeks to share with you each single week. So every week we'll focus on a different topic, things like energy, protecting yourself from the negative energy, boundaries, manifesting, shifting your mindset, dealing with hardship, so many different things. And I would say the difference between what my course is offering and other courses that might be similar or other coaches that might be similar are that I use real actionable tools and exercises so that you can see shifts quickly. So this is not something where we're going to have to go back years and years and years and clear trauma and try to work everything out from your childhood before you move forward. That would definitely be something to work out with a therapist. So full disclaimer there, but I am going to teach you real tools that you can do in your journal while you're walking around, things that you can read or write that I want you to use to shift quickly because I hate vague language. I hate general advice. I hate vague language. That is one of my biggest issues with this world of coaching and spirituality and personal development is that there's not real tools or the language is just so far off from what we use day to day that people don't know how to even apply it. So when people say things like, 
just surrender and lean in and let go and hold space and and do this and do that and you're like but what does that mean like i have a nine to five corporate job i work out after work i i go eat dinner and then i wake up and have to rinse and repeat like where does where does letting go fit in there what does surrender mean when i'm about to watch the bachelor like what do these concepts mean so for me i really want to make it applicable and relatable so that you can use them and get to work so that is one of the biggest things that is a differentiator as well as the accountability and support that will be happening inside the course so i will be checking in each week i'm giving everyone weekly homework and challenges and i'm going to be checking in to see that you're doing the work because i have joined a million courses before group coaching style where we get homework and challenges but no one checks in and so you just blow it off now i'm like that i know other people love doing the homework no matter what for me i am so motivated by accountability and someone checking in on me that i know for my course members that i'm going to be doing the same so i will be offering that as well as weekly support in the facebook group and i just announced surprise guest coaches. So I'm super excited about this. Essentially, everyone in the course is getting 12 weeks of content for the price of six. It's like a BOGO. I love a deal and I love this work, so I love giving bonuses. But think of guest experts that cover dating, relationships, money mindset, feminine energy, spirituality, NLP, hypnosis, all these exciting things. I'm going to have these people do full-on workshops in the course at no extra charge. This is just a total bonus. And this is one of many bonuses that I'm sprinkling throughout the course. So if you're interested, shoot me a DM at Chelsea Rife, or you can email me info at chelsearife.com and we can sort you out and get you all enrolled for this course. Now, this is the beta round, so this is the cheapest it's going to be, and I'll be doubling the investment after this. So I do want to be super transparent about that, that if you're on the fence, this is the lowest cost it will ever be. And if you sign up in full before we start, you get a one-on-one mindset coaching session with me, completely free. I'm just so excited about it. We kick off next week. And I also have a really exciting podcast guest coming on the podcast next week, which I announced on my Instagram stories and in my Facebook group called Reframe Your Mindset to Change Your Life. So if you're not part of that, definitely join. It is a completely free resource. I post workshops, interviews. I go live in there. I post any guest things that I do in there on my podcast. Totally free. I just want to provide a ton of value in that group. So again, it's called Reframe Your Mindset to Change Your Life, and I'm happy to DM you the link as well. So yes, this podcast is interesting. It's all about dating and relationships. And I tell my story of the mindset shifts and the manifestation techniques that I used because I would say six to 12 months ago, I was not in this headspace at all. I definitely did not know what I deserved. I didn't know how to even call in a partner. I didn't even know what I wanted in a partner. I was very vague with my intentions. I didn't think that I deserved certain people. Like I thought there were just people that were too good for me or they were out of my league. And I was pretty reckless socially, just talking to whoever, giving anyone the time of day that would look at me. And I am in a totally different headspace now totally, totally different. It's like a 180. And Marley was in a very similar position. So that's why we did the podcast together and made it a two-parter because both of us have seen each other from our wild, reckless, like low self-esteem days to now. And it is truly a 180 to see the transformation. So that's what we wanted to talk about. And going back to my whole concept of real applicable tools, 
that's what me and Marley wanted to share. Like we didn't, we didn't just share, oh yeah, one day I woke up and things were magical. We wrote out what we wanted and we share the tools and resources and healers and everything that we use to get to this headspace in hopes that if you're in the same boat, you know that you can change your mind. And that's why we wanted to do this together so that we could share each other's experience. Like I said, we both have seen each other being wild out in Bondi Beach, low self-esteem, low self-worth to the girls we are now, the women we are now, honestly, and looking at ourselves so differently. So we we share that perspective and then Marley shares how she called in her partner Partner, which she's full-on dating now their boyfriend girlfriend live together here in Byron Bay amazing story I think you guys are gonna love it on her podcast and then mine is how I manifested a romance recently I think it's a really really cool story because I had a huge mindset shift when I met this person I know a lot of people have been asking me about dating in Australia and how it is and how relationships work out here and we talked about that too, about how relationships are so different when you're traveling and being a backpacker versus when you're back home settled in your city. So a lot of different perspectives and I'm excited for you all to hear. And of course, if you have any questions, please DM me at Chelsea Rife or at Non-Expert Opinion Pod. You can also write into hello at inmynonexpertopinion.com or visit the website inmynonexpertopinion.com. If you found value, please leave a review or rate and review, subscribe and leave an Instagram story or share an Instagram story. That's always super helpful, but I'm really excited about this episode. And without further ado, let's dive in. Now we're going to flip the script and talk about Chelsea's story. Oh my goodness. So I'm going to kind of interview Chelsea on like how she got from basically where she was in December when we first met, like, heartbroken, was changing her whole life around for guys, and now um, she's gotten to the point where she's been meeting people who have, like, taken her on dates, like, really proven how much they care about her, really taken the time, like, sacrificed things themselves to be with Chelsea. So it's, like, meeting that person, again, on the same energetic level as Chelsea in a positive way. Yes. So, take it away. How did you get from, you know, December Chelsea to a woke August Chelsea? So, isn't it so weird that it was just earlier this year? Yeah. And to give you guys perspective to the the relationship that ended in January in December January, I had thought that like, oh, I met this like this is my partner, like this is my guy. And the way it ended was so abrupt and devastating that it took me a very long time to get over it. Like I remember we just talked about loving travel. I was in such a dark place that I told my mom, I don't even think, I'm so sad, like, traveling doesn't even sound fun anymore. My mom's like, whoa, it's like I actually came and imagine you saying that. Like, I actually said that, and you guys, I have a plain tattoo. Like, that's how (sighs) devastated I was that I was like, travel doesn't even excite me anymore. And, like, how could I have let myself get to that point? And that's something I realized, like, one day clicked, like, how did I let this guy have this much power over me to take it all away? You know what I mean? Like, that's, and power is such a heavy word, but it's true. It's like, yeah, I just started thinking of it, like, truly energetically. Like, this guy's energy put me in a dark hole that I can't even get out of bed, and now I don't even think travel is fun. I'm like, no one should have that much power over me. No. And that's when I started realizing, like, I don't want to feel like this again. So I started pouring all my work into, like, new I'm trying to even think what happened like or my work was definitely a lot of, like I said spiritual like we all basically everything Marley did I did too yeah <laughs> we did the 
the birth chart reading, tarot card reader, the spiritual assessment, all this stuff. So for me, because I like to look at things more spiritually, because I think if we get too into the like 3D human experience, it's like, I don't know, it's just not as fun. And I'm like, I like to look at things more on a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. And it helps me not take it like so personally. Because, of course, every breakup, you blame yourself. Like, oh, what if I just didn't send that one text? Or maybe if I would have done this earlier. Or maybe if I would have switched that one thing around, he wouldn't have done it. And it's like, no, it was going to happen. If That's the way they react over one thing that was going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of spiritual work. And we actually had a conversation when we did our last podcast that you were like, you need to go all in on podcasting and, like, really make this your life goal. Like, you need to put your, like, all your eggs in this basket so I started shifting a lot of my energy into, like, my actual work and, like, business. So I was like, okay, I need to, like, elevate my podcast. I need to put more effort into my yoga stuff. I need to, like, for real commit to these businesses. I was working on shifting around where my energy was going because I had three jobs in Sydney. I was running around everywhere. I don't I know how you did that. I don't even know. I'd wake you had, up, like, five jobs. I literally was like, yeah. where's my – I don't even know what, like, company I'm supposed to be at today. Like, yeah. I was so scatterbrained. And that goes back to, like, energy is, like – how could I expect to attract a partner when I was so scatterbrained, like didn't know what I wanted out of life, didn't know what I wanted in my work, anything. It's like if you're vague and not specific, you're going to get vague and not specific people in your life. So it's like, yeah, I wasn't attracting any love because I was so fucking scatterbrained. So it wasn't until I like quit a job there, started focusing on my podcast, my business, and then I actually had to go do my farm work, which is a whole other (laughs) podcast, but... If you're in Australia on a working holiday visa and you want to get a second year visa, you have to do 88 days of rural work. Americans can do hospitality or tourism, but you have to do it in a specific area. You can't just be going anywhere. So I had to leave to Broome, which is like the middle of fucking nowhere, Australia on the West Coast. Didn't know anybody there. And it was Corona. And then when I got there, coronavirus happened. So I, you couldn't even date. Like you couldn't go outside tinder and and bumble and all these things like weren't happening because you can't meet up with people i wasn't working anywhere to even meet anybody so i was basically stuck inside and i was like this is like the time i need to work on my business and myself so i had poured so much of my energy into my business that it goes back to what you were talking about like i was working so on myself and i was so happy like i was waking up and eating healthy working out meditating walking on the beach i was also babysitting so i was like really getting to know like how to take care of other humans i feel like the that whole year motherly, yeah, yeah like i feel like this whole year this whole move has been I, I have this issue where i was like this is all really selfish like i'm leaving a lot of people behind i'm missing a lot of people's birthdays and and things like everything i'm doing is for myself so to be in a position where now i'm like responsible for taking care of two babies it really changed my energy where you also realize how much babies they're like little mirrors they reflect everything you do like if you're reactive they're reactive if you yell they yell if you're calm they're calm and i was like this is really interesting like this is probably how it works with boys like if you're fucking crazy they're fucking crazy like yeah. if you yell at them they'll yell at you yeah and i was like hmm this is like just an interesting observation and i feel like i really softened and started like leaning into my feminine energy and this is like a whole separate podcast but I used to think feminine energy was being, like, passive and submissive and, like, docile and, like, moving things around for the guy and, like, just cooking and cleaning at home. And I was like, fuck feminine energy. Like, (laughs) not embodying that. Like, I'm going to work and hustle and grind and a guy needs to meet me up at the top. Like, very different energy. Very masculine. Very masculine. 
And it was in Broom that I started working with a feminine embodiment coach, which you've had on your podcast, Jenna. Yeah, Jenna. Shout out to Jenna. And she helped me flip the script on, like, what feminine energy actually even was. And that, like, neither of them are bad or good. It's like you, everyone has both of them. Some parts are just played up more than mm-hmm. others. And how to embody it. And I used to have this big block around, like, um, oh, like, if I have my own business and this and that, like, again, we talked about this, then if someone comes in my life, they're going to take it away from me. Mm-hmm. Instead of adding to it or supporting me, it's like, I couldn't visualize that. Because my last partnership was so full of toxicity and insecurity and jealousy that what you were talking about earlier I was taking those issues and bringing them into my current life like I was thinking if I get a partner they're gonna bring me down and I was like that's not true that's just from my last relationship yeah so it was basically through these like three or four months in broom that I was working so much on myself and I was seeing little changes like my body was changing I was less reactive like the baby would be screaming crying and I would just be like okay, like, I know exactly how to handle this. And I was like, this is very different than I was eight months ago. And so when I got out and I had this whole new routine and, like, perspective, we decided to go to Byron together. So I was supposed to only be here for a month after Broom. And we're like, okay, well, fuck it. Let's go to Byron for the month before I have to go. And so when we came to Byron, this is actually an interesting story too. Remember, I was like, I have this whole new like energy. Like when the next person I meet is going to be like my partner because I'm so like tuned in now. And it was like a test from the universe. <laughs> the, oh my God. The first weekend we're here, we went out to a bonfire and we meet this like super hot guy, like six foot five, like gorgeous like everyone was staring at him and I looked at him I was like oh we're like gonna hook up like I don't know it was one of those things you just look at each other I was like this is happening and we he was like so hot and we all started talking and like an hour later I was like this guy's personality is the worst thing on planet earth like he thought he was the CEO of Nike Tesla like he acted like he owned planet earth And he's the biggest narcissist I've ever met. So narcissist. If you know anything about masculine and feminine energy, he was, like, so wounded masculine. Like, entitled, one-upping everybody, putting people down, making fun of people. And what's interesting is we ended up hooking up. And I remember the next day I told Marley, I was actually, like, upset about it. Like, I felt sick. I was like, I can't believe I even, like, let myself do that. Like, I feel like he gets away with all that stuff because I let him. Same thing that you were talking about earlier. Like, he was a fuckboy because I let him be a fuckboy. Like, no wonder he keeps acting like that because girls let him. If if girls started putting their foot down being like, no, you can't talk to people like that. Like, you can't act like that. He would be forced to change. But because no one's told him that, he continues to act like a total dick. And I remember after that happened, I was like, I actually am really upset about this. Like, it really bothered me. It wasn't just like, oh, whatever. Like, who cares? I was like, I feel like I almost just tarnished all the work that I did in Broom and it wasn't until I was like talking to you and Jenna and other people that they're like that's just a learning lesson like now you know I don't want to feel like that so stop doing it it's like that quote of like now you know better do better so I was like okay I'm not gonna feel like that again next person I meet I'm gonna like have some standards put in place I don't care if they're like the hottest guy in the world we need to have an actual connection mentally and so the next weekend I went out and what was interesting is I went out without you and Max and I was like, I just want to go out to meet people. I wasn't out to have fun. I wasn't on the hunt. I wasn't like, bye, going to meet a hot guy. Like, I mean, you can tell me like, was I on the prowl? No, not at all. You were just like 
you're like going out to meet friends. Like I don't know yeah. why me and Max didn't go out, but you. I mean, just I mean it, was, it was obviously meant to happen because I don't know if you would have yeah met who you met hadn't had we come out because like right. who knows what it would have yeah. And what was interesting is I ended up meeting these two girls in the hostel that we all got got along really well, and I was like, oh, this is fun. I met two girlfriends, and so when we went out. It was like, I'm just out with the intention of, like, having fun with these girls. The energy was not, I'm here to find a guy, and I'm going to hook up with Let's do a them. lap. Yeah, yeah, let's do a lap. Let's see who's here, who's around. Like, nothing like that. And I remember I was just sitting down at a table talking to these girls, like, having fun, laughing, chilling, like, not on the hunt at all. And then a guy came up and, like, said something to us, and then we ended up talking the entire night. And I was like, wow, actually, like, this guy's really cool. We have a connection going back to like uh personality and looks i'm like he had both like he had a personality that we were getting along and he had looks where i was like thinking back to the week before like do i like his personality like don't just look at his face yeah and i was like oh i like his personality yeah and i think the biggest difference from the guy before and even guys in the past was like i was like i don't want to hook up with him or do anything with him until i know him a probably sober and b like I want to just be outside of this level of, like, a party because I feel like then that gives this illusion or, like, impression that I'm just, like, a party one-night stand. So uh, I basically... this By the way, guys, this is, like, ten ciders deep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, me and this guy ended up kissing, and apparently I told him the next day, like, if you want to see me again, like, we're doing sushi dinner. And so I asked him recently, like, you know how did we even end up at that dinner and he's like because you told me we were going to dinner and i was like oh that's funny that you agreed i feel like past me would have been so scared to say that like oh my gosh she thinks i'm crazy for suggesting dinner like he's not gonna come or he's only doing it to to get late or whatever and he was like he was like yeah why wouldn't i go to dinner like why not and i was like that's so interesting because i feel like six months ago i would have been like terrified to tell someone like nope we're doing dinner like I fucking love that. <laughs> like that gets me so hot and heavy because I'm like, you set your standard, and if they can't meet you there, bye. Yeah, bye. If he would have said, sorry, no, I'm not gonna do dinner, but like come over and we'll watch Netflix, I would have been like, no. And that happens all the time, all the time, because of course when a guy is super cute and you get yeah. along, like we we was super cute and we got along. Yeah. Of course, there's part that's like, ooh, I kind of just want to go. I just yeah. want him to like me, but I was like, no, I don't want to feel like I did the weekend before where I felt like trash and I felt like physically ill from hooking up with that guy Yeah, that I was like I don't want to feel like that and I know I will feel like that if I go have a Netflix night and don't go out to dinner and get to know this guy on like a different level Yeah, and so we ended up going out to dinner and this is something similar happened with him where you know how Max and you had kind of had different plans like oh he was going to go back to Germany and whatever but you weren't like you know about to have a collapse over it Yeah, this guy was actually going up the coast and i was like oh okay like have fun yeah like you know hopefully we see each other if you ever come back but whatever but i wasn't like what where are you going like i can't believe he's leaving which is like going back to anxious attachment i was like we had dinner we had a good night we had fun a connection and like um it showed me look people will respond to how you tell them how you want to be treated and if they don't treat you that way bye he did respond in a positive way so i was like the way i was looking at it was like oh that was just a nice test and it like shows me that if i want to put something in place i can put it in place so when you went up the coast i wasn't anxious i wasn't desperate i wasn't like devastated it was like oh 
Okay. I actually remember being really impressed with how you were, you were just, like, super chilled. You were just like, yep, you loved it, you appreciate it, and were grateful for what it was. But yes. you weren't forcing anything else. No, I wasn't, like, stalking him down, seeing yeah. where he was going up the coast, being like, Marley, we should go up the coast, too. Like, I was just like, <laughs> oh, he's gone. Yeah. And it was what it was. It's like a little... My mom uses a great analogy of, like, all these people you meet are, like, you just add, like, little treasures to your treasure chest. Like, it could be, like, a little coin. It could be, like, a, a pearl, whatever it is. But it's, yeah. like, oh, just another little treasure. So I didn't think anything of it. Like, he was going up the coast, and then he was leaving back to Germany. Um, so funny coincidence, me and Marley yeah. both are talking to Germans. And my <laughs> other best friend is also dating a German. And, and moved also- to Germany. And moved to Germany, <laughs> which is a whole other story. So... We are Team Germany now. Yeah, the Germans are taking <laughs> over. Um, oh, the other thing that I forgot to mention, too, is, like, there's a there's an age gap between this guy. And mm. that started to really weigh on me, where I was like, oh, my gosh, he's way younger than me. Like, I think it really tested your ego. It did. My ego was, like, popping up left and right, like, Chelsea. My ego was thinking, oh, you have way more life experience than him. He's not even going to know how to, like hold a conversation he's going to be really immature about handling arguments like he he doesn't know how to be in a relationship like that's what my ego was saying so fast forward he ended up coming back from his trip and texting me like oh are you going to be in byron i was like yeah i'm basically here for a few more weeks and we ended up the first week when he came back i think both of us were kind of feeling it out because now we were both in the same hostel we weren't in the same hostel before yeah and i think it was kind of going back to like what were my standards? Like, he didn't come back, and I was like, yay, oh my god, like, let's go do everything together. I was like, this could actually not work out. Like, he could come to the hostel, and it could be like, I don't know what's happening. Also, you were just so chill about it. You're like, oh yeah, maybe we'll see each other. We'll, like, maybe go for dinner. It wasn't like, oh, he's coming back, and he's like, yeah. I need to prepare everything. Yeah, like, oh my god, like, yeah. let me go. And, yeah. and I used to do this a lot. Like, he's coming back, let me, like, go with my hair down and my nails in and, like, look the most beautiful I've ever looked and, like, see if he likes me, and hopefully I'll be so hot that he'll want to talk to me. I was like, walking around in like leggings and a bun like yeah mm, if i run into him i run into him and hopefully we can talk which yeah. was a very different energy from eight months ago like yeah. i said i was like i would have probably done all those things that we just said yeah definitely same and i i even think you were you did say something you're like i like i am like so impressed with how you're handling this situation like i wasn't being overly anxious because marley knew me when i was extremely anxious and like devastated over that guy and like letting all these and you saw me with the other guy how i felt the day after where i was like yeah. oh i like don't want to feel like that yeah and so with this guy i was like i'm not gonna let myself feel like you kind of have to declare it i was like i'm not gonna let myself feel like that but i really respect you for that because you know something bad happens but you just like it can you can be like oh well that's hmm, that's just how it is you know like mm-hmm. that's what i deserve or like this just happens shit happens like right like with obviously mr tesla mr tesla <laughs> um but you're like, no, I don't want to feel this anyway. I'm putting my foot down. I'm not accepting anything that's not above my standard anymore. Yes. And, I mean, that's how... I think that's how you were able to foster this amazing connection because you set a standard. And I think that really needs to be, like, highlighted and underlined. Yeah. Like, you have to set that standard and then guys will meet you there. Yes. I... We were talking about this. I actually don't know... I mean, to give you guys some more insight, basically the first week when he was here, we were kind of figuring each other out, seeing if it would work, and then we ended up hanging out more and more and more, we realized we liked each other more and more and more, and then we basically spent the last week inseparable, and now we talk, and he's back in Germany, and we're discussing, like, potentially meeting up again, and here's the thing, though, when when he left, I wasn't like, 
it also wasn't desperate energy. I was like, it's going to have to come to an end. But instead of cutting it off, like, okay, he's gone by delete block his number. I was like, there's a potential that this could work out. And then on the flip side of that, when, when we were figuring stuff out, I was also evaluating the relationship, which I feel like girls, and I'm saying this because I'm, it was me, we would do anything to just be in a relationship where I was like, do I like him? Do I like the way he handles that? Do I like his energy? Instead of like, I hope he likes me. I hope he likes my energy. I hope he thinks I look cute. I was like, do I think those things about him? Mm -hmm. And there were instances, I mean, traveling abroad is like a whole other, and dating abroad is like a whole other conversation, but like you do speed these relationships up. Like you have conversations that are deeper. You have to, we're in the same hostel. So we're going to run into each other. And I remember thinking uh, after the like first week together that we started spending more time with together, it went back to standards. Like we would do something, he would do something we were out and I was like, okay, this could go two ways. I could let it go and pretend to be like, cool girl, I don't care. I'm not going to say anything. And that was going to, that's going to signal to him. Then this is casual. Or I can say something and be like, that bothered me that you did that. And I want to like resolve it. And he would be like, oh, okay, I want to fix it with her because I care about her. And I was like, but I was fine with either one. I think that was the difference. I was like, if he doesn't want to resolve it and it's over, that's fine because then he's not my person. If he wants to work on it with me, then he cares about me and will work it out. Where before I would be like, no, I don't want to bring it up. That's going to be so weird. He's going to think I'm a crazy bitch. And I'm like, no, I have to bring it up because it bothers me. Exactly. And if you want to work on it, if you want to be on the same path and be a partnership, you bumps come up but you have to work through it together you can't just be over here silently suffering like sad about all these things that came up just to pretend to be cool yeah just to sweep it under the rug just to keep you know keep quiet and keep don't do anything crazy yeah but like you bring it up I think honestly brought you so much closer because you two were able it was it brought up the deep conversations and those conversations you need to have and also one thing I want to say is that like also if it's meant to be it'll fucking work out yeah like you basically between me and max like i really think it's meant to be i know it's meant to be but it's like so many things could not have gone our way even as a meeting was like like one in a million right so it's like if things are meant to be they will work out for you and i think just like knowing that like if they're your person it'll work out if they're not it's not gonna work out right and it's so true and and going back to like the setting boundaries and bringing things up those are things that i absolutely did not do back in january where i told you all i was not setting boundaries i was moving things around where the difference here was like this guy was in my hostel and they would be going to do something but i would be like no i have to work today like i have a job that i have to keep up i can't just keep moving things around or if i had to wake up at 8 a.m to do a podcast interview i had to wake up at 8 a.m to do a podcast interview i didn't move that around and that's a big deal that i would think i would have moved all that stuff around for the last person of course I was moving certain things around because I knew he was leaving but it's not like I like cancelled all my clients and moved everything back for two weeks I was like no I still have like a life I had a life before you and I'm gonna have a life when you leave that I have to like keep up and that was a belief that changed um I'm trying to think what else was like a really big realization oh was talking about the ego when I saw he was resolving things and handling things, which was extremely mature and, like, listening to me and and applying what we were talking about, it made me realize, like, my ego is just trying to sabotage this because of my past relationships. Instead of, like, allowing me to just lean in to, like, what feels good, 
I was trying to like look for excuses of like, oh, but look, that's not going to work. Look, I told you that wasn't going to work. I'm like, yeah, if you look for a problem, you're going to find a problem. Yeah. That's true for anything. If you look for an issue, there's going to be an issue. So I kind of had the shift of like, why don't you just try not to find an issue and see what happens? And then things started working out. Like he would want to resolve things and he would want to spend more time with me and he would want to clear his schedule to be with me. And I was like, wow, I'm surprised by this. Like you said, it's when you do the work and then you apply it and it works, you're like, oh, it actually really works. <laughs> like it's just this like aha moment that you're like, wait, what the fuck? It, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't believe it's happening because we do have this, I think romantic comedy has fucked us up where we think this guy's going to bust down my door and give me flowers and a puppy. Yeah. And it's like, maybe if you set that standard he would do it but if you just act like oh yeah i'm gonna like have sex with him and be casual and netflix all day and like never bring anything up to play it cool it's like then he's gonna be like wow this girl doesn't even i can do whatever i want to her and she doesn't give a shit like that's just not attractive and so yeah this sounds crazy i'm sure you guys listening are like wait they've only known each other for like a month and she was bringing things up that bothered her and blah 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 but i'm like i actually think that's why we're still talking and have such a deep connection. Yes. And, like, even, like, going to Germany is on the table and doesn't sound crazy at all. There is something to be said about dating while you're traveling. Like, yes. if anyone has had this happen, like, I remember even when I started dating Max, my one of my friends was like, wow, like, get ready because, like, dating when you're, like, traveling is so special. And I was like, what do you mean? But I'm like, I think between, like, coronavirus and, like, really having, like, nothing else to do, you develop just such a deeper connection so much quicker. Yes. So, like, you two, it's not like, oh, you were working all day, he was working all day, um, then he goes, like, watches a football game, you're, like, out with the girls, and then you, like, meet up for, like, Like an hour to have, like, a drink together. It was like, no, no, you were together 24-7. We were together 24-7 for, like, two weeks. So that is, like, equal to basically, like, six months of dating yes. in North America. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about it. In two weeks in America, I probably would have seen a guy twice for two hours, and I would probably know, like, his dog's name and, like, his job title. Yeah. Where I'm like, when you are living in the same hostel, hanging out 24-7, literally from night to morning, mm-hmm. spending all night together, of course the conversations are going to, like, what's it called? intensify and accelerate yeah because it's like okay we got rid of all the fluffy chatter in like the first two days exactly so then you start hanging out and then you see how they react to things but it goes back to like what do you like like do you like this person do you like how they handle that do you like how they handle their money do you like how they talk to wait staff do you like how they go out how are they in social situations and there's two things it's like you can talk about it and see is this like adjustable that i can deal with it and compromise because you don't want to change them it's like i said i don't want someone to be my bitch yeah at the same time i it's also like okay if i truly don't like that and it's not even a compromise thing it's just like i don't like that quality or that trait then that's probably not your person and it's okay to move on and i think something for me i know i keep i'm always about a list but like in my previous like serious relationship i never wrote down a list so like when i met the guy like we were really i was really attracted to him like we had a really good connection but then when it came down to, like the fundamental things that matter so much to me he didn't meet me where i was at like mm-hmm. we were very different in our careers we were very different like when it came to traveling around mindset around money holy shit so different so like those things by the end of the relationship i was like I was like, wow, like, those are such big things to me that I actually can't continue this relationship. Like, right. we only dated for three years, but it was like, I'm like, yeah, I have to, like, we, I can't do this anymore. No. So, like, going into a new relationship, it was like, I was very intentional of, like, this is what I want, and I will only accept this. Yes. So, like, when I met Max, and it was like, 
all those things, I was like, holy shit, this make, just makes the relationship so much better and so much easier and you connect so much deeper because yes. you're on the same page for so many things. And it's clear. It goes back to what you're saying about like business and money. Like if you have a 5k month revenue goal, you can reverse engineer it to be like, how can I get there? I need to sell X amount of packages or X amount of clients. Mm-hmm. It's like, why would you not do the same thing with love? Like if I want to find love, I need to make a, a list of what I need. Be from intentional. Yeah. yeah. And I think something with the list too that I think is worth talking about, which we both heard on Manifestation Babes podcast was like, make sure that you're not so rigid with the list though that if they don't meet like one thing that you're like, nope, not it. Like it's something that you can grow with like together. So I'm sure there may have been one or two things with Max that you're like, okay, it's not like he has this 100% locked in, but it's something we're going to work on together. Like you said, because we have the same goal. Exactly. There actually is one. Um, it's really personal, so I don't know if I should say it. You don't have to. But it was, like, it's more just around family. And, like, like I just really want, like, to build, like, a really happy family. And that's what I wrote on my list. And, like, wait, I don't even know if it's going to make sense without explaining, like, how personal it is. But it's, like, we just know that together we can build that really strong family and have that for each other. Like, like I mean, I don't have, like, the best situation with like my parents and everything and either does he and that was one thing that I did want like having that in a uh, someone else's family but I'm like oh my god wait like we can just build that together yeah and that was like a really nice realization because I was like okay we both don't have that but it's like we can just do that for each other yes you can build it together and grow it together and I think something that I learned too because I used to be so strict in like travel is a big one but I used to be like if they've never traveled, we can't be together. My mom was like, what if they want, what if they just don't know, like they've never been on a trip, like their family's never been on trips or they didn't know how to like, I don't know, travel through Europe or something, but they wanted to. That kind of flipped my mindset where I was like, I guess I would be more open to that. Like if they want to, but they just haven't and they're willing to and support you, I'm open to that as well. Like for me, I'm like a little less locked into the list because I'm like I think there can be compromises but to your point it's also not vague I'm not like ooh here's a guy that's walking by yeah. he's like tall and he oh, oh he's a doctor ooh, yeah. that, that goes back to the uh, fucking annoying ass guy that he's like he did have his own business he was extremely hot yeah he looked great he dressed well but I was like oh I can't imagine dating him oh my god I can't even imagine going on a first date with him like it was it, be, he's dating himself repul- yeah it's yeah. like repulsive and so I'm like Yeah, going back to the list thing, though, you have to be willing... Here's an example. The guy I'm talking to now was like, I'm not into astrology. Okay, I'm into astrology. That doesn't mean I need to end the thing with him because he's like, if you like it and it makes you happy, like, keep doing it. And he's not, but he's also not like, every day if I have to bring it up, he's not like, ew, astrology, gross. I can't believe you believe that bullshit. It's like, yeah, we have a little bit of different beliefs. I don't need him to be going to birth chart readings. But if he's like, I don't care, it makes you happy, that's fine. To me, I'm like, that's fine. If you support it and you don't shit on it, we then that's a check, check. Such a good point. Because it's like, and he can like keep up with the conversation with it. It's like, right. it's like a topic, but it might be actually even like something to say of like, if he was like obsessed with like astrology and was like, well, you know, this, 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 it's like, it might get like, you're kind of like, well, this was my thing. And now it's yeah. like your thing. It's, it's like, like, you don't want to yeah. date your complete self. Exactly. It's like you need a little bit of like disagreements or challenges or something. And even I have an example too, is like something on my list is like, he has to be a good chef. Because, like, I love good food. Like, I love food. Like, 
honestly my life revolves around food both my parents were chefs like my grandparents were chefs like it's just a big part of my life so dating a foodie is like really important to me and my ex wasn't and so I was like just knowing that from my ex is like that's something that's really important to me so I wrote that down but like Max grew up in Germany so it's like they eat like I can't believe what he ate growing up but like it's literally like sausages for lunch and like bread bread. yeah so but now that we're together he's such an appreciation for food that he's like over above and beyond like like insanely like oh my god this is delicious like you made this like so appreciative of my food that I'm like I don't even need him to be a chef anymore because I'm like but the thing is I was also thinking like I'm like if he was like such a good chef but he only cooked like meat and like potatoes and like super gourmet like meals full of like butter and dairy i'd be like that's actually an issue because i'm like right. i can't eat that so we would be eating like different meals right but now with max he's like he's like neutral and i'm like he's like learning to cook all the things that right. i've been cooking so he's becoming a good cook with me yes yeah it's something you're growing on together yeah and like now we eat we eat the exact same way which I didn't even know it was possible because I eat so particularly. Right. But he's, like, obsessed with... Like, whenever I make something, he's like, oh, my God, I love this. He's, like, obsessed with it. So, it's, like... But it'd be, like, vegan, dairy-free. Yeah. Like, I'm like, wait, like, gluten-free. Like, right. he comes and home like, and everything's, like, gluten-free, dairy-free. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even know this was possible in right. a partner. Yeah. Because you were intentional, but then you weren't stuck to, like... It's not like you wrote him off because he wasn't cooking. Yeah. And it's not like... like I know eventually... He's just learning. Like, he has yeah. to learn... I know when my mom first met my dad, she didn't even know how to, like... She'd never even eaten, like, an avocado. But my dad really taught her, like, how to cook. And now she's an amazing cook. So I know that, like, that's what's going to happen with yes. Max. It's just, like, I had to teach him teach that. Him. Exactly. Yeah. Some things you have to be willing to be, like, I'm willing to learn or I'm willing to teach, and that's fine. Not that I'm an amazing cook, I should say this, but, like... She is, though. <laughs> I just love cooking, and I, like... And so, like, when we go out to, like, fancy restaurants or, like, really good food, he's not, like that's disgusting he's like let's try everything on the menu like yeah we had this like rating thing like we all the four of us went out for like a really nice dinner a few weeks ago and it was like so good yeah. like we always like loving the food and like that makes my soul sing like yes. i love that stuff exactly so that's like a big point is like with the list don't get so obsessed with it that you're like writing people off because they didn't hit one checkbox it's yeah like you're gonna grow on it together i think another belief i had that you talked about earlier too is the language that people are using like, I noticed back in Chicago, I was hanging out with girls that were like, oh, I just attract fuckboys. There's no good guys here. Like, Chicago's just not a city for dating. I'm like, Chicago's the third most populous city in the United States. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about that you can't find one guy? Like, people really have a belief that, like, certain cities aren't good for dating. And it's like, that makes no sense. Like, what did the world, like, all of a sudden be like, we're only going to put good guys in five cities in the whole United (laughs) States. Like that doesn't make sense that we start believing these crazy things or like we think that the universe limited the amount of good guys. Like, Oh, there's only like a, we always hear that saying like not many left, not many good guys left as if there was like a shortage of good guys (laughs) produced. And it's like going back to like, no, it's just because a lot of, fuckboys are out there because we're letting them be fuckboys and you're only seeing the fuckboys yes and if you say i only attract fuckboys that's it that's my life you're only gonna attract fuckboys and that's how my life was in chicago i was dating fuckboy loser fuckboy loser and it's like eventually i had to take responsibility and be like no 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 i i'm it's not like that's just what's falling in my lap i'm letting it fall in my lap and i'm continuing the relationships ignoring the red flags my mom calls it like bleaching the red flags like i was like bleaching them trying to ignore him trying to ignore him and it's like no 
I probably could have found a good guy, but I was not looking for it. And then I was wasting so much time making excuses for all these other guys that it's like, how could I have made space for a good guy when I was nurturing a fuckboy? And you were lowering your, your standards were like, no offense, but they were, I see it sounded like they were low. Yes. So it's like, you were just accepting like, anyone Tom, who like, gave me the John, time of day. Yeah. It's like, but if you had been like, no, no, you would signal to the universe that you deserve a higher self-worth. Like, I think that's what happened when I got rid of the fruit flies yes. to say, it's like you signal to the universe. You're like, no, I deserve better. Yes. Like, and I'm here for better. And they're like, oh shit. Like she's ready. Right. Here you go. And if you're scared of losing someone when you make that new standard, then that person was never going to make you happy anyway. Like if the guy, here's an example. If I would have said, let's go to sushi dinner. And he was like, I'm not taking you to sushi dinner. Yeah. I would have been like, okay, now I don't, then we're not a match. Instead of like, oh, never mind, we don't have to do sushi dinner. Like, yeah. I'll do whatever you want. I'm like, that's a different energy than uh, like what I just said. And don't forget for any second that the guy doesn't pick on it instantly. Right. He's like, oh shit, she wants to go for dinner. He's like, and oh, just to know, like he took her out for dinner, dressed up, paid for the whole thing, bottles of wine. Like it wasn't like just like a fluffy, like yeah. all you can eat sushi dinner. It was no. like a really nice dinner. That was something that yeah. I even talked to him after where I was like, I was surprised that he was so willing to go to dinner. And he's like, why were you surprised? Like, I don't even understand that. I'm like, well, it goes back to my last relationships. But I didn't know if he was doing it just to get laid. Like, all right, let's get a miso soup and wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> like... You know what I mean? It was like, no, we actually had a very nice conversation. Like you said, paid for the whole thing because I had set that standard. But if he was like, no, I'm not doing that, then it was like, okay, then we probably shouldn't hang out. Exactly. And I think like if any, if there's any takeaway from this whole episode, it's like setting that standard and just declaring what you want and what you're available for. Mm -hmm. And this goes with honestly every part of your life. Everything. But once you just declare and set that standard and like, block like literally tunnel vision and like put on your blockers Mm -hmm. to anything else that comes through because also once you start working on this tests come as you can hear from chelsea's story like tests do come and and you learn like you could have been like oh yeah this is really hot guy but like he's an absolute asshole right but it's like you learned your lesson and and then i was like i don't want to feel like that so i'm not gonna feel like that and then look what happened yeah and it was like and you just don't know how quickly they are around the corner. Yes, this was a week apart, you guys. I yeah. was like, we almost were joking about it because I'm like, in my mind when I met that guy, I was like, oh God, I'm going to have to go through this whole like traumatic thing for like six more months and work through all these blocks. And I met the guy now that I'm talking to a week later. And I remember even thinking, oh, but he's leaving. We're going to have to end it. It's going to be over. But then it goes back to the language you use. It's like, why not flip it the other way? Like, why does it have to end? Why would we stop? Why does it have to be over? And we should talk about expanders, too. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, so expanders is, like, a term that when you want anything in your life, this can go to money. Um, I use a lot for money. Uh, business, houses, if you want a Range Rover, whatever it might be, look for someone that has what you have. And the verbiage has to be when you see that, like, oh, they have it, I can have it, too. Not, like oh my god, she has it, that means I can't have it anymore. Mm -hmm. A perfect expander is that person that you look to. It's like, they have what I'm looking for. So it's like, if I wanted a Range Rover, I would find people in my life that kind of do similar jobs to me, have similar career paths, and who have a Range Rover. And I'd be like, well, if they can do it, why can't I do it? Right. And then when it comes to partnership, if you had, like, if you grew up in a family that, like, wasn't a good mom and dad relationship, like, a lot of fighting, a lot of trauma, it was like, it's like, okay, that's not your 
that who you're going to look to that's not your model look to other people in your life that have amazing relationships and amazing connections and use them as your story and that's example to your brain for your brain to go to work and be like okay wait this is possible yeah and that's what you and max were to me because i was like again you guys could have met you could have gone back to bali you could have back to germany even katie and her boyfriend of they met and one one month later they were dating three months later she moved there like that to me was like wait that is possible. I just watched two people that I know. Right in I front of your eyes. By the way, I don't know that many girls in Australia. I, I would say I know 10 girls in Australia, and it's like three of them, like also with Renee. And yeah. actually even another one I'm thinking of. I'm like, out of the the percentages are actually pretty high that yeah. everyone keeps working out. So why would I just discount myself and be like, oh, but it's not going to work for me. I just saw three people doing it. So that expanded my mind. And going back to what Marley said of like um, looking to – what's a I just lost my train of thought. Expand. Like expanding, but then, oh, like you don't only have to look at your parents or like your best friend. Exactly. Like, no, you just look to other people that are in your circle that have it. So I was like, Katie and I are not best friends, but I know she you know, she's close to you. Yeah. I've met her before. So it was like, oh, yeah, I can look to her as an expander model as well. And also, Katie was one of the ones like eight months ago when we were all having these, We all like, were in Byron Bay together. We were all in Byron Bay together. <laughs> like crying Crying over, over like what we now refer to as fuckboy. Yeah. And like bawling, like just having like all these conversations like, oh, guys suck, like da-da-da. But then we all had our own healing paths, yes. healing journeys. I even have katie's list in my journal because that weekend in byron bay i was like katie you need to write your list because she just got heartbroken um i'm like you're gonna write your list right now of this guy and i like she has the guy he is everything on her list and they live and now she moved to germany yeah in my mind going back to what you said of like dating abroad is really hard because i just assume oh when they go back it's over and it's like no Katie and her boyfriend worked out. You and Max worked out. Why can't me and this guy work out? Exactly. Like, you don't have to discount yourself if you see other people in your circle doing the exact same thing that you're doing. Exactly. Or that you want. So, if, if like, your girlfriends or your friends or your guy friends are all have really bad mindset around, like, couples and, like, getting a relationship, look... I, you know, I even look to, like, Lauren and Michael, who I've yeah. never met. They are podcast hosts and, like, on Instagram. But, like... They're on. They were on my vision board of like a couple that I want to emulate. Like mm-hmm. I want to be that power couple. Yes. And just like finding people, it's like one of my mom's best friends. Like her and her husband having him. They look like they're like every time they I see them, they're like absolutely in love. Like like honeymoon face, and they've been dating or married for like forty years. Yeah. And I'm like, how? Like, and I always ask her about it. I'm like, what? And like, maybe you should mention actually like how your mom knew, mm. like how like the. How your dad was the guy. Yeah, my mom and dad, they met at their work at a hospital. And one month later, they moved in together. And then three months later, my dad proposed. And I was like, are you guys on crack? It (laughs) makes no sense. I can't imagine two months from now telling my mom I'm engaged. But I asked her, I was like, how did you know? Like, why did you even say yes? And she's like, there were no red flags. It was so easy. Everything flowed. There was no jealousy. There were no mind games. Like, I never felt like I couldn't trust him. We would resolve everything if there was an issue. Like, and she just kept going back to like it was easy, and there were no red flags. And she said every other relationship there was always a red flag, or she was always making excuses, or always like felt a little anxious. And she's like, there was just a sense of like peace with your dad and like contentment of like this is it. And I was like, oh, okay, like it's easy. And to this day, I always think of that. Like, if it's not easy, then it's probably not 
to partner for you. Exactly. And, like, Chelsea told me this story, like, a while ago, and I was like, wow, it's so beautiful. But, like, but I was like, oh, again, low self-worth. I'm like, well, that's never going to happen to me. But then when I met Max, literally that rang in my ears of, like, this is so easy, and there's no red flags. No. And it's like, I'm like, wow, like, that, I think that's really when you know. And I've heard of a few other people say that, like, it's just, like, so easy. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, I didn't know it could be this easy. Right. It didn't, And you're it's allowed to be easy. I think we have this whole... Again, I think the movies, like, fucked us up where we think we yes. have to go through, like, hell and back to be wealthy and hell and back to have amazing love and hell and back to have a good body. And it's like, no, just let things flow and be easy and it will be actually much more fun that way. And it's like, you don't have to struggle to find what you deserve. And I think also if you're surrounded by people who have a really negative mindset, they're just projecting their negativity onto you and you take it on as your own beliefs if you're, like, an open center and you take I know that's what happened to me like growing up like being surrounded by toxic relationships and it's like oh well that's what I'm I'm gonna deserve like that's what I deserve that's what I'm gonna experience and it wasn't until like you know growing up and like seeing other relationships and other partners it's like oh wow like that's that's not like I don't want that I want this and then like just direct and then just like move like (laughs) shift the gears yeah shift the gears turning left u-turn and then just being like, okay, this is what I want, and just to focus on that. Yes. And I want to, I think there's one more point I want to add just to my story, because it applies to you too, is like, if there are issues and and you want to set your standards, there's two different energies to come out with. Threatening mm-hmm. and forcing and like demanding is totally different than like, this is coming from a place of like, I'm a little bit hurt and I just want to tell you why and give you some context and let's talk about it and resolve it. Right, it goes back to the the Germany example that I gave with you, Max. If Max was like, or Bali, if you were like, if you don't fucking move to Bali with me, then don't even think about calling me. Totally different energy than like, you know what? I think you would really love Bali, and like, you you might actually find that you really thrive there. Mm-hmm. That keeps the conversation like less hostile because mm-hmm. it's human nature. If someone attacks you, you want to attack back. So with the guy I'm seeing now, you guys have to remember we had just met. We were like getting our footing of like going out together mm-hmm. and like who he had like a little circle of friends before here and I didn't and Marley and Max actually weren't here when all this was happening so I felt like I was following him around so yeah we had I don't even like to call them like there weren't fights there were like little conflicts that were popping up that I think in the past I would have been like oh I'm not going to bring it up because I'm going to look crazy but I was like I like him and I want him to know that this bothers me but I did not come at it from like hey what the fuck do you think you're doing (laughs) over there I was like hey I just want to let you know like this bothers me and like I don't really want to know about it or this upsets me in whatever way. And then because of that goes back to the example I was telling you about the baby is like, they're like little mirrors because I was not reactive and hostile. He didn't react that way either. He's like, okay, let's like go aside and talk about it. And I was like, wait, people resolve things like this. (laughs) Like I had never done it that way. I was like, Oh, I thought you like texted out and dragged it out for days and started calling each other names. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want, if I don't want to be called names, I'm not going to call him names. If I don't want him to yell at me, I'm not going to yell at him. And I think it's like you mirror each other. So then we would resolve it like actually pretty quickly and calmly, which I thought was like a myth. And I was like, (laughs) Oh, things can get resolved if you like come to it level headed. And I think a huge thing in relationships really when it comes down to is just communication. A hundred percent. Like, there's such a thing to be I know I it's again I feel like everything I'm saying is sounding so cliche but it's like now you're in it now I'm in it and I'm like wow it really because like 
I know in other relationships, like, I wouldn't say things, so I'm like, oh, I don't want to cause conflict, but then it's like, it's like a volcano, and it just builds and builds mm-hmm. and builds and builds, and then it's sitting inside, it's seething inside of you, yes. and then one day you're going to explode, but there's also another route you can take, and I didn't even know this was possible, but you can actually talk it out, and if they're, if they care about you, they want you to be happy, yeah. so they will work it through with you, and then you're like, oh, it's done. Like, it's not, like, coming up in three months of being like, right. I can't believe you said that to me. Like, right. it, it doesn't get brought up again because it's resolved. It's resolved. That's, a, that's the word. Like, resolved. You don't have to bring it up. If it's it's complete, like, it's done, yeah. finalize it, put it in a box, we don't need to talk about it again. Yeah. But if you don't resolve it because you have this, like, hostility and you didn't talk, talk it out properly, it's like, of course it's going to keep coming up because you never actually resolved it. And I think that's something that to your point if they care they will work it out because i used to be like i'm not gonna bring it up they're gonna it's gonna scare them away yeah if it scares them away then they're not your person imagine if if you're talking about something small imagine then if you can't even talk to them about something small that's bothering you what are you gonna do down the line when you have housing together when you own properties together when you have children together children yeah you need to be able to have really tough conversations and be able to resolve it and if they're going to get mad because you brought something up that was, like, very minor, imagine how bad it's going to be if it's ten times more serious. I always just think of that down the line. It's like, I don't want someone that's going to be flipping out over small things to be my partner later in life. And, like, just know that you deserve a partner that is your teammate. Yes. He will resolve it with you or she. Like, they will want to come to a conclusion with you to be level and be on the same page and be back on the same team together. Like... No, you don't deserve someone who's like, well, you did this, uh, you said this, this tit for tat shit. It's like, that is not a, a, like a solid and happy flourishing relationship in no. my mind. It's like, you have to be, it's really a teammate. Like, I think that's what it's you're looking for. Yeah. Like a partner, teammate, like. That isn't trying to bring you down. You're yeah. Not, there's not like a power imbalance of like one yeah. person always is like higher than the other. It's like, that's never going to work. Or like throwing things in your face. When, if you say something and they jab you back, it's like. They're digging at you yeah. in public. It's like, that's no. not what you deserve. And just know that like okay maybe if you're if you're in that situation like just please know that like that's not it that's not it (laughs) that's not normal and you by the way you're allowed to change your mind Mm -hmm. i feel like this is something that i learned like this year i'm 29 and it just hit me i'm like i'm allowed to change my mind like just because i dated certain guys in the past does not mean that i have to continue dating that guy and even if i am dating a guy i'm allowed to change my mind and be like that's not my standard anymore like i'm allowed to change it i think people are like oh, well, it started out this way, so I can't change my mind because we it started out on that foot. It's like, mm-hmm. no, you are, you, we're humans. We evolve, we change. Like, your standards are going to change. Your expectations are going to change. What's important is that you communicate it. If you just blindside people with these things, and yeah, it's, like, confusing, but I'm like, I'm allowed to change. Just because I've dated a bunch of losers in the past doesn't mean I have to continue dating losers. Like, I'm allowed to change my mind. And even with this guy, if I want to change my mind about something, I'm allowed to do that. I don't need to, like, stick to what we started out as. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's making sense. No, absolutely. It's like, people change all the time, and you learn and grow. You evolve. If you're not, you're dead. Mm-hmm. But I think doing that together yes. and on the same path is very important. And not, like, despite each other, like, in spite. Like, yeah. I'm doing this because you're doing that. It's yeah. like, no, 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 like, you're, you're growing in that way, I'm growing this way, but at this, we're still growing on the same pole, like mm-hmm. a bean pole, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it's like we're on the same yeah. general path, but we're not, we don't have to be doing the same exact things 24-7 together. Exactly. Um, okay, this has been amazing. We've been talking. So much content. Yeah, we've been talking for a really long time. I hope this was helpful. 
Um, do we want to bring in the troops? Should we? So we are going to cut this off right now, and you are going to have to tune in next week to hear the guy's perspective. We ask them questions. I asked the person I'm seeing on text, and then Marley's boyfriend, Max, was actually in the room with us so we could bring him in to ask questions. Things like, why do guys ghost? What do they find most attractive in girls? How do you know if a guy is really into you? Are girls really crazy, or is that a made-up thing? We really got into it, so stay tuned for that. And it's interesting to hear because both of us are talking to German guys and we're both North Americans. So we talk about some cultural differences as well. So stay tuned for that and let us know what you loved about this episode and what questions you have. As always, shoot me a DM at Chelsea Rife right into the podcast. Hello at inmynonexpertopinion.com or visit inmynonexpertopinion.com. And if you're interested in the course from Chaos to Confidence, which kicks off next week, shoot me a message and we will sort you out because it's going to be so exciting so magical i have goosebumps over it like i have butterflies every day i wake up and i just cannot wait for you guys to not only learn the material but hear from the guest experts i'm really excited about that portion and i think it's going to be really transformative for everyone that joins so with that i will see you all next week Bye.